Hello, everybody. I want to give you a little heads up on what this podcast is going to be all about. Uh, today, I had the opportunity and the privilege of interviewing Jesse Gonzalez from New Phase Outdoor Living in Chicagoland. And he uh, he shares with us his journey, his struggles from going from uh, mowing lawns and, and kind of following in his father's footsteps up to starting to focus more on outdoor living and making the transition. He happens to be one of our students at Yes Express, and he came to us looking for systems and processes in order to get his business to where it needed to be in order to say yes to bigger projects. And now he's doing that and he's getting himself out of the field as the owner. He's not out there every day slinging, you know, pavers, mowing lawns and trimming bushes. He's now inside. He's, he's focused more on selling and growth and he's empowered his team so listen to the episode. There's lots of great nuggets in there. Hopefully you can use in your business as you move forward and transition out of the field and get into more of that ownership role. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast sponsored by Yes Express, where we get more yeses from ideal clients with less stress for you than uh, than you ever thought possible. So that's what we do. We'd love to do it. And today on our um, podcast, we're going to have Jesse Gonzalez. He's out in the Chicagoland area. He's the owner of News Phase Outdoor Living a father and a husband and just an overall amazing man. Uh, I've had the privilege of knowing him now for a while and I wanted to bring him on a podcast to share his journey and his business. He's been, you know, in lawn care, going into outdoor living and uh, trials and tribulations and struggles and all that good stuff that comes with that transition. So, um, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joshua, for having me. Man, it's been, we've been talking for a long time now and it's fun to have you on the podcast and to share the world, you know, with the world, your story. And um, so why don't we start out in the beginning? Like, uh, how did you get into this outdoor living world? Where'd you come from? All that good stuff. Tell us the, the background before we get going. Oh, man. Uh, so I've been uh, doing uh, landscape maintenance for the last uh, uh, 13 years. Um, and I always, you know, love seeing the hardscapes, uh, seeing the patios and seeing the cool features. So uh, recently around like 2018, 19, um, and I'm joining some groups and that's where I, I ended up seeing like Cruz and seeing all his work and seeing, you know, him building uh, amazing outdoor living spaces. And I'm like, I want to get into that. And um, I, I wrote down something that I wanted to give him uh, in 2020, the pandemic hit and I was able to give him, you know, um, what I wanted to give him, which was basically, me offering offering my, my services to work for him for free to learn. And um, then he had this boot camp <laughs> and, you know, got into it. And um, I met you prior to that, uh, joining your um, the Yes Express and learning the designing and sales part of it. So, you know, it took me forever to get all, you know, the, the puzzles together and put um, to set a plan. Uh, cause it, there wasn't a lot of stuff out there for me to, you know, to learn. Um, 
and this is where I'm at now. So I love it, dude. You've come a long way, brother. Love them. I can't wait to share more about that. So tell me a little bit about growing up, um, you know, and in, in, in the industry and maybe even go back to, I think you mentioned at one point that your father was part of the landscaping world. How did that start? And how was that growing up? So, yeah, uh, my dad came, uh, here to the United States when, uh, he was 16 uh, with a second grade education. Uh, he did some, he worked at pre, uh, other jobs as a, a bus boy, um, working on some farms. And then he moved to Illinois and that's where he met my mom. My mom's, uh, my grandpa had a landscape business. My dad worked for him and that's how my mom and him met. Um, and yeah. And since then, like all I knew about was landscaping, uh, I would work within the summers, uh, you know, mowing, uh, started out with the push mower, then the walk behind. Finally had a zero turn that he got when it first, when he first came out, I was super excited and he would never even let me use it. So, uh, just kept using the walk behind or the push mower. Uh, but I've been, I've been in the industry my whole entire life. Um, uh, to the point that I thought that I wasn't going to, I didn't want to do that as a career. I tried different yeah. things and, uh, tried to work in an office at a chase, at a, you know, in a call center and it didn't like being inside. Um, I just felt that I needed to be outside and I worked for other companies. Um, Scott's lawn service, uh, doing as a technician working for a large, uh, commercial company out here in Chicagoland area as an operations manager. That's where I learned a lot about the, you know, uh, budgeting, uh, getting hours, um, managing a crew. And, um, I decided to, you know, do my own thing. And uh, when I started, it started in 2009, um, right during the whole recession thing. I was a 29 year old that, you know, didn't, didn't watch the news, didn't know what was going on in, in the world. And uh, I got stuck with maintenance and I didn't want to do maintenance because I actually got a uh, landscape design certificate. I went to junior college for it to get, and you know, I wanted to be a designer, um, but that didn't happen right off the bat. I was just getting, you know, just to make ends meet, uh, working, uh, doing maintenance, cutting lawns, and doing those foreclosure type thing deals. and just for any lawn to make some money to pay the bills. And I just got stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened when you went to your dad to ask for some help? Oh yeah. My, uh, it's, it's <laughs> been a tough because a lot of people, you know, didn't seem to want to help. And now, you know, and when my dad was one of those people that, you know, I would ask him to help me on pricing and stuff. And at the time he still had his own business and he was really busy himself. And it'd be difficult to even try to get him to even help me look at a property, let alone, you know, get, mm -hmm. you know, a price suggestion. So I started asking him like questions, like if this was your project, like what would you charge for this? Or if this was your lawn that you're in, what would you charge? So I ended up getting prices like that, but it took a, you know, it was a tough time to even just, uh, for him to, to, you know, help me out, you know, um, and that's what was with everyone. I would ask other people, other people's companies. I'd ask my uncle that had a landscape mm -hmm. company. He was the exact same way. It's like no one wanted to help each other out, especially I'd figure we're family, you know, to throw me a bone or something. Yeah. And no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that's crazy. 
That's amazing. And that was the way it was, dude. I know when I've been in this industry 25 years now and, you know, it's uh, in early days, man, you'd walk into a supplier and it would be like you're walking into a saloon out west. Like you're, everyone's watching each other. They're all grabbing for their guns. Like we would never tell people what we're buying or where it's going because they might come in and try to steal our project. Right. And that was just the mindset back then. Thank goodness I didn't have to grow up through too much of that. Totally the end of it. Thank goodness. But that's what it was in the beginning. And, you know, I kept thinking there has to be a better way. There has to be a way that we can help each other. There's plenty of work out there for everybody. Why are we trying to be so coy about helping each other? And, you know, I love that the world's changing now and everyone's sharing a lot more, but Hey, you can't, you can't blame your dad for being part of the generation that it was, you know what I mean? And, um, it's crazy though. So obviously you've been doing this 13 years now and in the lawn care and making the transition into outdoor living. What kept you in the game so long, man? Cause I know lawn care can be really, really <laughs> tough and very, very razor thin margins of any, you're working your ass off. You're always fighting the weather. You're fighting the clients. You're fighting all of that stuff. So what kept you in the game so long? Uh, getting the counts. I got more into commercial uh, maintenance and um, a lot of it was just through referrals. Um, and we had enough work to keep busy. Um, but I wasn't really happy with that. I felt that I, I knew I could, I could do more. You know, it was, I wasn't yeah. satisfied. I knew there was more that I could offer um, and, and, you know, offer our, our, our customers, but also for myself as a person, I feel like I was, uh, I wasn't giving my, my full attention to, um, the business, um, and, you know, the possibilities of, uh, of growth personally and, and professionally. Yeah. Did you find that you spent most of your time just trying to service those accounts and not much time working on the business or did you find time to work on the business? Like how did that look in those years? I was, I was too busy uh, working in the business, not on my business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always, you know, felt that I had to be always out there. The customers were always waiting for me to be out there. If I wasn't there, you know, I would definitely get a phone call. Why is Jesse not here? Um, mm -hmm. And they would expect a lot from me and give me, you know, getting these weird phone calls in the middle of the night, you know, someone thinking about their lawn at like 12 o'clock in the morning, texting me saying, <laughs> what time are you guys coming today? Or, you know, um, I need to get cut bi-weekly now. It's like, uh, great, you know, or skip it because the grass is dry or um, having the painters come. I'm like, so I had a, in the morning I would wake up and try to reschedule everything. And I just, it just, Took a lot of time, a lot of time away from, you know, working on the business, but most importantly, time away from my family, because I would yeah. go out and do estimates right after work or, um, you know, stay longer on a project if it rained, uh, you know, that, that slowed us down, uh, kept us behind schedule. So uh, it would eat away from me. Yeah. Slowly but surely, right? Yes. Especially those midnight texts. Now, <laughs> Jesse, be honest. Have were you ever guilty of responding at midnight or one o'clock in the morning when they popped up just to get them done, or are you uh, somebody that's got the patience to wait till morning? No, it, it, I wouldn't be able okay. to sleep if I if I couldn't text them back. So I would text them back, and a lot of them were surprised. Oh, you would, okay. Yeah, a lot of them would be surprised. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the, the the longer I got into the business, the longer you know, as a as an experienced business owner, and you know, just the frustrations. I would, I would, you know, reach my limit and just completely ignore them to the point that I would yeah. not even respond to your text messages at all. Not even, you know, um, the next uh, day. So, um, so then it just started, you know, I started getting like resentment 
and like hatred for my work and to the customers mm -hmm. and I wasn't being, ha I wasn't happy. And, and then they would also carry over to my family too. Uh, mm. my employees didn't seem to really care or, you know, if I were to, you know, focus on another job or see a customer while they're working, um, the quality of work wasn't there. Um, so it wasn't, it was just a complete mess. Um, yeah. it was starting to, to fall apart really fast. Okay. And that's, that's no fun to see something you've worked for for many years, all of a sudden start to fall into disarray and you know you think that you're going to hire people and they're going to just take care of it for you automatically and you're just going to walk away it's not the the old adage right we're going to be just, all right cool just hire people they'll do it for mm -hmm. you and then you realize holy shit like i actually have to train these people they need a leader i got to become a leader like i'm used to just leading myself and i'm not that good at it i mean i'm, I'm speaking my own story here guys out there listening i'm not making fun of anybody i had to realize really quick that in order to lead people i had to you know become a leader myself and that you know requires you to to be more focused on how you can you know, systemize yourself or systemize your business in a way that you can hand those step-by-step -step pieces off to somebody else. So Jesse, take us through your transition there from, you know, and I know, you know, we talk, so I know these things, but, you know, from where you really couldn't trust your employees until now, I mean, sounds to me like you've kind of turned a corner and, and it's the other way around. So how did you make that transition and, and what struggles did you go through to get your guys out there to be more self-sufficient and autonomous? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, I realized that in, uh, you know, 2020, you know, my, my right-hand man uh, that was with me for a long time, he passed away and um, oh, wow. I felt that, like, holy cow, like, what am I going to do now? And mm -hmm. um, just I ended up getting some, you know, some other workers and, you know, thinking that, you know, oh, you have experience? Okay, I let them go. And it just ended up being just a big, uh, big mess. It actually opened mm -hmm. my eyes up more. Um, and what I need to do. And, um, if I'm going to have these guys want to, you know, work with me because, uh, I have, you know, I have two young, two, two young men working with me right now and, um, they didn't really care coming into work. They, uh, I had to tell them every little thing, every little detail, um, mm -hmm. on, on the job site. And if I wasn't there, you know, it was just like, you know, chickens with their head cut off or just going around in circles doing whatever it is to make them look like they're doing some work. Um, um, I, find I needed to grow. So I needed to give some, you know, give up some control and, mm. you know, no one's ever going to do it better than me, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, these two knuckleheads are going to do better than me. So, but I, 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 had, I had to do something that had to change. And, um, you know, I started talking to you more about it and, you know, I ended up giving some more control and giving them uh, more access to like certain things that I would never give, uh, like scheduling or, you know, the timesheets that they're able to do or getting to know other customers. So I let, you know, uh, one of my, he's my right hand man now, um, more, more control, more freedom. Uh, listen to him. I, uh, I let him, you know, start the project from start to finish um, mm -hmm. and just believing in him and taking him to event events. You know, cause I always said, if I take him somewhere, I'm going to pay for it, but they're going to get all this knowledge and then they're going to end up leaving me. And I wasted mm -hmm. all this money and I'm going to start from square one again. Um, yeah. But I think doing that, 
he, he, he started to realize that, you know, I, I'm starting to believe in him and he's starting to see that there's more possibilities, you know, of him, you know, running the, the, the business as an operations manager or, you know, uh, even a project, which he's doing right now. They're doing a fantastic job. And, you know, awesome. I haven't been. Dude, I, I'm gonna, what I love about it, dude, it's 1 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday right now when we're recording this. And Jesse's in the office talking to me on a podcast instead of out there throwing papers around or mulch or anything. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the guys are doing a great job. And this is not the Jesse I met a year ago. Oh, no. That was very different Jesse back then. No, I, I, I would have been like, uh, sorry, dude. Like, can we do this like on a Sunday or something? Like I wouldn't be able yeah. to talk to you and I'd be really stressed out and they've just been, uh, taking control. Like I, I yeah. haven't gotten a phone call. Like, you know, I got phone calls from them, but there isn't any, like there's issues. Um, oh. I give them, I give them everything that they need. I ask them every day, like, are you guys doing okay? What's going on? And I do stop by the job site here and there. I just take, take some pictures. Um, mm -hmm. and, they're, they're doing great. The customer is really happy. Uh, she enjoys talking to, uh, to the guys and, you know, it's a new thing because, you know, she'd always see me there doing other projects and making sure that I'm on site. But I told her like, mm -hmm. this is a new thing that we're going to be doing, but yeah, just believing in, in, in the guys and taking them, you know, they get training. They did a event, um, in Minnesota through a aquascapes, uh, certified contractor and him and I were exchanging, you know, uh, messages back and forth. And he gave us some dates that would work for the guys to stop by to, to learn from him hands on. And they were there a whole week and I got nothing but praises from, from, from the, the owner. Um, and I was really proud. I felt like a proud dad, you know, they're young men, yeah. but you Amazing. know, they, they, you know, just giving them, that I'm letting them know that I believe in them and giving them that, you know, I trust their, their, uh, um, their ability to get the work done, but also I get to listen to their ideas. And a lot of them yeah. are better than mine. Like I never knew that I would be able to do this. Like I, I would never mm. thought I would give control and accept it. Uh, but it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me, man. You know, I wish I would have done mm. this a lot you know, sooner, you know, maybe a lot of people mm. would, have, would have stuck around. You know, maybe I wouldn't have these headaches and, uh, and I know I probably would be a lot farther than I am right now and we'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, something new that now, you know, and I know Elliot, that's one of my right hand mans. He's, uh, looking forward to, uh, someday do some sales. Sounds like, let's mm, go. Nice. <laughs> let's do it, baby. <laughs> let's go. So Jesse, I love your story. And that's why I wanted to bring on a podcast here. So listeners out there that are struggling with getting themselves out of the front line of the, you know, going out into the field and working and all that stuff and would rather work on the business than in it. What are some, some points, some tips you can give them that you found on your journey in order to finally let go of the control side of things? I know that when I first let go of control, it was, it was nerve wracking as hell. Yeah. Like I'm not in the field every day. I'm not there to hold. What if they make a mistake? What if they drive the, the excavator through the house? I'm like, what if they get the wrong stone? What if they don't listen? What if they don't follow the directions? Like there was a thousand what ifs that could possibly pop up. And eventually I just had to relinquish control and trust. What are some things that you learned on that journey? So you could let go of control and be focused on working on your business and not in it. I, I, it's a lot. You have to believe in, in, in your guys. You have to mm -hmm. uh, give them, ask them what they need. 
um, be transparent with them. Ask, you know, I, I, you know, and you have to give up control, but you have to ask them, you know, what, what do they think? What do they need? Um, and then if things, things are going to happen and then it's out of your control, if something like that happens. If mm-hmm. they have to, if they bring an uh, a skipster right through the house, <laughs> Hey, it's, yeah, shit happens. Right. Um, you gotta have to live with it, you know, just make sure that you know, everyone's okay. Everyone's still, still there. And, you know, things like that could get repaired and you know, hopefully you have insurance. Um, yes. but you know, that's how they're going to grow. There's going to be mistakes. No one's going to be perfect. You know, I made mistakes, uh, on my own, my, by myself. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm still here and we're here in business for 13 years and yep. it's just, you know, believing in them as you know, if you let them, you know, you give them more, I'm not going to say freedom, but you know, you show them that you believe in them and you know, them, uh, having them, you know, have the ideas and come up to you and feel comfortable talking to you about their ideas, you know, be open to it. Um, yeah. and that's how you grow as a team. You know, they're like, well, he's listened to me. I'm going to ask him about this because maybe this way is a lot better and we'll go for it. If it works better than my, than, my, uh, our process, then Hey, that's, that's, that's new process that we're going to go through now, you know? Um, yeah. and just, yeah, just be open to them. Just, uh, be the, be, be their guide. Yeah. But that's, a yeah, big that's one thing. of the toughest things as owners. Yeah. Trust and yeah. control. It's a lot of, you know, people like myself had. Yeah. I know that, you know, trust is an inside game. People want to think that oh, I can't trust that person, but let's be honest, uh, really deep down honest. If you don't trust yourself, you typically have a problem trusting other people. Um, so with that being the case that those, those, um, parts of your, your mind and your mindset kind of come up and they, they can stir the the pot, if you will. And then we start thinking about all the what ifs that could happen and all that kind of thing. But I know letting go was one of the toughest things that I did during my career. And then one of the most powerful things that I've done, cause it's not just me being able to be the owner and go do what I want to do. That's not business related. It's more about, all right, well now how can I empower a team? How can we grow a team? You know, and as you're doing right now and sending your guys out for weeks at a time to training and all that stuff. And how are you managing your mindset through this when it comes to worrying about them taking off and going somewhere else or starting their own business when you're investing so much time and effort into their growth? Like how, how are you managing your growth mindset in that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a very good question. Um, letting know that everything's going to be okay. You know, um, if they end up leaving, you know, and doing their own thing. And I remember you, you talking, was having this conversation with you. I know someone, I know someone that could, you know, build ponds or someone that builds, you know, and work that yeah. way, you know, let them grow. If they're going to leave, they're going to leave, but you, you make sure that, you know, not, you don't make sure, but you know, you have a connection with them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you let them know it's okay. And, and maybe, you know, down the line, you could, you could uh, work with each other. You know, they may be your new yeah. subcontractor, but you know how they work and you know how um, they like things done, you know, you, you know, so that, you know, if you decide to transition and just maybe just do a bunch of design work, you have a guy that loves doing that work. You throw him work. He's had his own business and you let them worry about the headaches of the workman's comp and all whatnot. But you, mm-hmm. you have your right, you have a, uh, you still have your right hand man, but a different, different, you know, setting. Yep. 
And it's okay. That's, that's a huge piece, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love that you've taken that in because if we try to bring people into our teams and control them and say, well, you know, oh my God, you can't leave me. If I train you, then you're going to get smarter than me. Then you're going to leave. And that entire mindset will destroy a team, 100% destroy a team. And when you have the mindset that you do now, right, and saying, look, I'm, we're in the business of building humans, mm-hmm. right? We're building the best humans we possibly can, giving them all the opportunities we possibly can. And you know what? As my leadership ability becomes stronger, as my leadership becomes stronger, so I should say, these people are amazing at what they do. For instance, Elliot building ponds or, or doing whatever he's doing, pavers, that kind of stuff. They need a leader, right? So as long as it makes sense, they're going to have you as their leader, right? And that'll work. And eventually, if they said, you know what, I have a family now, I want to start my own business. Next thing you know, he peels off and goes, does Elliot's landscaping. You know, Jesse can go over and say, hey, Elliot, you're doing landscaping. What if I sub all my landscaping out to you? Pretty soon, they're still working together just in a different arrangement. I mean, you're still, you're you're building humans. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is not about owning people's souls. That's not it at all, right? That's so right. once you flip that script, and you start thinking, wait a minute here, this is about helping people. Because if you help people, they're going to come back and help you someday too. It's all about karma at that point. So you just you just give all you can and that'll always swing back. It's the boomerang effect. It'll all come back at some point. Don't expect it, but just know that that's how the universe works. So I'm really excited for that mm-hmm. for you and that you've opened up. And I, I can feel the release of anxiety in oh, you now dude, because of because of that. Tell us about that. How does that feel now when you just kind of accept the fact that the universe will take care of it? It's night and day. It's one less thing to worry about. Um, I get, and I'm just there as support, you know, um, I'm more transparent. There's no longer, you know, for me to, not saying I was intentionally hiding things from my guys, but it was to the point that I was thinking I was hiding that because they'll take the stuff and run, you know, and do their yeah. own thing. Hey, they want to do it more power to them. You know, um, <laughs> I'll be happy. You can't control it no, anyway. I can't control it anyway. Hey, I'll support them, you know, and, yep. and be able to still support them. If they want to start their business, you know, hey, let me know what you need. I'll help you. Yeah. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, it's just helping each other out. And that's all it is. Yep. I'm not here to control anybody. No one's here to control anybody. He worked for them. You know, like, I know I didn't yeah. like it. Um, and I know how it felt. Um, that's why I ended up leaving. And started my own business yeah. and I was doing the same thing. And then, you know, it took a long time to realize what I was doing. Um, and now I know, you know, um, I'm giving up, you know, not control, full control, but I'm giving them, you know, I'm letting know that it, I believe in them, you know, mistakes yeah. are going to happen. And that's one thing you have to learn. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you got to learn that things are going to happen. You know, yep. um, you can't control everything. Once you have yeah, that, always- then you're, 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 you're golden. You know, absolutely. No, it's the old story that and I like to say that, you know, my first part of my career, it was all about trying to avoid getting wet in the rain, right? <laughs> Always running around with your umbrella, trying to get, stay dry, like under roofs, like you're constantly trying to dodge the weather, the weather being life, right? And, and mistakes and problems and failures and all that. So you try to dodge it the whole time and stay dry. And I tell you that the second that my life changed was when I threw the umbrella away and I just went out in the rain and looked up into the heavens and said, give me all you got. I'm here. I can handle this. You can't knock me down. Right. And to, to learn how to dance in that rain, man, what a freeing experience to just stand back and say, wow, I've got more than I need already inside me. I don't, I, I don't mind to have all the answers, but I know people who can help me. I can read books or go to seminars and build myself. That's what it's all about. Right. It's about building and discovering what's already inside of you, which is a really cool part about it. And I love that you're on that journey, brother. Mm-hmm. It's nice. That's really cool. 
So dude, I want to switch gears here a little bit. I know, I remember back when you first reached out to me when you were looking to jump into S Express and you came in and you purchased a program and then I didn't hear from you for a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, and it happens. Some, some guys will do that and girls will do that. And then when the time is right, they'll call and say, hey, can I get on that program? And we figure something out. But I remember you coming back in, it was what, almost a year later. Does that sound oh, about right? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're like, hey, can, is this thing still valid? I'm like, well, you paid good money. I certainly hope so, right? So uh so you jump back in and uh, it was fun to have you in class. And what I, I loved about your approach is that you were there every single week and you turn in your homework and you did it. You did the reps, just like going to the gym. You did the reps and you learned. And I'd love to walk through your journey with that and how, you know, working with a, a group, you know, more of a tribe uh, has affected your business and your growth and your personal life and all that kind of thing. And, and where you see it going from here. So talking about, you know, taking me a long time to, to rejoin, um, I always try to find a, a, everything needs to be perfect. Right. And, mm. uh, well, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. I don't have time for this because work's going to start, you know, beginning of the season and then I have to get this, all this stuff. And towards the end of the fall, I was like, I, I already like hit like a wall and I'm like, this can't keep, mm. I can't keep doing this. I'm like, you know what? I still have the sales training and design training. Um, I'm just going to, I tried to log on and I said I needed some access. So I am in touch and base with you. I'm like, Hey dude, like couldn't sneak uh, in. I couldn't sneak in. You know, and, uh, you, you got me back in. And, um, I think it was like a week later, a new class cycle was, was happening. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was scared shitless, man, because you know, um, it was zoom. I didn't know I had to do some role playing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was nerve wracking. And that's yeah. one thing that I needed to, um, to fix about myself is being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time for being, being for myself, being uncomfortable. Uh, I've always had a, a, a problem, you know, uh, what, what do people think about me? You know, do mm-hmm. I talk funny? Do I look, you know, a certain way that, you know, people might, you know, make fun of or, or whatnot. So I've always was concerned about other people's opinions of me. And, mm-hmm. uh, this basically like broke it because everyone was in the same boat as me. People were struggling doing the role playing. Yeah. Um, so it got a little comfortable and getting to know everyone. So everyone was really nice. No one, no one's making fun of one another. Um, which made it comfortable, comfortable setting. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt that I was able to, to get any, any questions I had answered. Um, um, even with the design and, and the sales and, uh, just go out there doing it, um, and getting those reps and then, you know, doing the video of ourselves, uh, mm-hmm. during, uh, you know, uh, certain parts of, of the program. Um, and then just having this constant role playing and having connection with people, uh, and be able to answer some of the questions that we have, we were struggling um, with objections or, you know, making a transition. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, that basically helped me grow, um, as a business owner, as a salesperson. Um, and I'm still learning. It's never going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I'm still learning. I'm still doing it. I'm still practicing. Um, you know, so there isn't any more excuses for me now because I'm not on the field. <laughs> so, you know, I got to find more work for the guy. So, um, yep. but yeah, just being uncomfortable 
and, and just not worrying about what other people think of me. And then, you know, talking to you on a weekly basis has been really, really helpful for me and, and my, and my growth, uh, personally, um, which will translate to, you know, to my business. And I, I've, I've mm. transitioned it to, to Elliot and he's starting to see a new Jesse. And, you know, like I said, like Good. there's, there's last year, I was like, I don't know if this guy could even work here. And now just a little, you know, little pep in his step, you know, there's things that I don't have to tell yeah. him anymore that he just goes straight and, and does it and, and letting the other guy know. And, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. So, um, it's a learning process still, and I'm, I'm getting better at it and, um, I'm never going to be a hundred percent, but it's knowing the ability that I'm able to, you know, know what I'm doing, realize it's happening and then not focus on it and move on. Mm, yeah. He's going to keep moving, dude, right? One foot in front of the other. Gets you to the top of mountains, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Two steps at a time, you'll get there. That's incredible, dude. And your transformation has been, you know, I've been such such a privilege to be part of it and and to watch you grow and to see you handing off control because I, I struggle with that too, the fear of what people thought. Uh, you know, what are they going to say about me and all that? I'm a recovering people pleaser. So, you know, it was, it's been say a similar transformation for me as well. And as soon as I started to give up that control and give up giving a shit about what other people thought, next thing you know, life started to be fun again. Right. <laughs> and you didn't have all these excite, all the, all this anxiety about what people are thinking and oh my God, what is what I look like there? And if I'm not in the project, Mrs. Jones, what's she going to say? If I'm not available every single second to pick up the phone and, when you start creating boundaries and understanding that you get in life what you tolerate and you start, you know, stop tolerating certain things and like you want to get a hold of me, it's an email or a phone call, whatever you prefer. But it's not going to be a text. It's not going to be a Facebook message. It's not going to be something obscure because that's convenient for you. This is what we do. And if you want me, this is how you'll do it. And it's amazing how people line up and do that. And, and they won't send a bunch of crap over to you if it's a little bit more difficult for them to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they just hold their breath for a little while and they see that what they're worried about disappears. Maybe it's, you know, the paver angle isn't the same. Once they see it all laid out, it makes perfect sense. And then they're like, okay, cool. And that's a whole phone call you didn't have to have. But, you know, the reality is that we can't control what people think. We can only re control how we react to it. We react to it. We can't control what they do. So we have to know that each day working on ourselves and growing and understanding systems and processes and building them all the time keeps building that momentum forward to conquer the mountain of life. Right. So it's just constantly moving in that direction, but dude, you've, you've come a long way and I'm so excited to have you here in a podcast to share your story. And, and uh, so what's, what's next for, for Jesse Gonzalez? Oh man. Uh, a lot of things I want to uh, do still. I still want to, I want to grow the business. I want to be able mm -hmm. to, to, uh, you know, start a portfolio, like, you know, master plan, like cruise, like the way, like all you guys, like, I want to be, you know, known as one of the, you know, one of the top, uh, uh companies here in Chicagoland area. Sorry, cruise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a long way to go, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want us to keep growing. I, I love, I love the business. I love the outdoor living spaces. Mm -hmm. I love creating, um, and just building a team from that and having, you know, giving Elliot some more, some more work and, and, and help, um, and building, you know, a better process system, you know, cause there's never really been a system with me in my business and just, you know, 
uh, I told him over the winter time, you know, let's, let's really sit down and, and create a system that's going to benefit, you know, the business. And, um, mm-hmm. I told him that I'm gonna get him on, onto the yes express, uh, sales and design mm-hmm. thing. Cause that's what he wants to do too. So I want to let him know that, that there's a possibility for him doing that. And if he wants to do that, let's go, you know? Um, so just completely, just keep growing, keep growing, you know, myself, keep growing the employee, other employees. And, um, you know, I think the sky's the limit from there, you know, I love it. I love it. And how, you know, as a leader and you're, you're already finding this out and I found this out along the way as well. And most leaders do is as their responsibilities, their roles change in the business, right? They go from being the, the lead field person, teaching everybody underneath them to like you're doing now, making a transition out of the field into the office, starting to work on the business daily. I see you advertising a lot more now, focusing mm-hmm. on, you know, investing your time and growth, because now what you have to do, your responsibility shifts from how can we both be most efficient on site, which is still super important. Let me just sidebar that mm-hmm. super important. But now as the leader, you're thinking, okay, how do I pave more highway for my guys to constantly do projects that they love profitably, mm-hmm. right? So now you have to keep adjusting and you have to keep developing you personally so that you can serve the business at the higher level, i.e. serve your team. Cause you can't be out there slinging bricks and trying to set the pace. You've got to be able to do that from a distance uh, through systems and processes, which you guys will start working on this winter. So uh, tell me a little bit about how that role has changed for you now. Obviously you're in the office and what you're doing and, and how you see what you're going to need in order to take those next steps and grow as a human in order to be able to, to lead this team further. I just uh, keep myself, keep doing what I'm doing and, and keep the training and finding new, new ways to, to improve, like synced up is a big thing mm-hmm. that we've, uh, that we uh, signed up for and, um, you know, there's no longer guessing on numbers. So, you know, that's, yeah. it's, yep. it's been a godsend to, uh, to us mm-hmm. and, you know, having, you know, not just like myself learning how to use the software, but you know, the other guys as well, uh, especially with the app that able to, um, make sure that they plug in the hours that they're working on a certain job site to make sure at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we're all profitable, you know, we're all making money. Yep. And, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, seeing that and having them see that, that we're making money and, yep. you know, don't be afraid to even show your, your, your employees, um, how much things cost because, you know, you gotta be transparent with them. And, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of them are going to say, well, he's making all this money. Why isn't he paying me more? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and yep. that's when you get to the point, you know, being transparent with them and see, you know, let them know where, where the job costs are and, you know, the profitability, the more profit they get. Yeah. At the end of the year, they're going to get more money, you know? Um, and, and, and everyone's working at a goal. If everyone, if everyone has a goal of making more money, you know, and having a goal, uh, a sales goal, and then at the end of the year, knowing that you guys met it, that they're going to, it's an accomplishment, but also an, a reward. Uh, for all their hard yeah. work, you know, and the more work, the more money I, I see it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's something that I've always tried to like hide because, well, oh, they're going to say I'm making all this money, but a lot of them don't know how much you make. You just, you just, you just let them know. Hey, this is not, it's not yeah. our, this is our money, not my money. It's our money. And, yeah. you know, for us to be profitable, we have to hit, be within this budget. You know, and if it goes over, it goes over, but we learn from that and then we grow. And then, you know, we know on the next project, 
Um, yep, but with, yep. with the, uh, the synced up, it's just a, a thing that um, there's no longer a guessing game. You know, yeah. uh, just plug in your numbers, you plug in your, your budget hours, and hopefully you're, you're right with those budget hours, but everything else should be locked in and set. I love it. It's, it's huge. It's huge, dude. And you're absolutely right. The transparency is huge. I, th I had the same fear for most of my career. It wasn't probably till about eight years ago, I started to to share numbers like that with projects, but you're right. You know, uh, if, if someone gets a, a whiff of the $25,000 project, they see the invoice and they're mm -hmm. like, whoa, Jesse's making $25,000 right now. And I'm only going to get a paycheck for 1500. I wish this isn't <laughs> fair. This is unbelievable. Like he's going to go home with all of this money, like 20 some thousand dollars and i only get 1500 of it why is he better than me like all like, this happens this mm -hmm. is this is human nature right this is there's nothing strange about it this is human nature but when they get to see that there's you know eighteen thousand dollars in cost of materials and overhead and all that to be recovered and then the business has to make money because if it's not making money then there's no way that they can possibly keep growing and if they're not growing they can't be acquiring new projects which they build and get paid an hourly wage you know so when they start to understand because most people understand business so when they understand those ins and outs at least enough to be dangerous a little bit next thing you know they're like wow okay that makes perfect sense like of course jesse's risking everything here so of course he gets paid a little bit more that's just what it is and everyone else gets their fair share in the middle and off we go to the races and we keep doing fun stuff right but to keep that all hidden it just looks like jesse gets 25 grand mm -hmm. and i get 1500 and that's not fair and now all of a sudden there's some kind of a you know animosity between you two deep down that they'll he'll never say until you know you actually open it up and say guys look here's where we are you know that's the beautiful part about the synced up system where they can see all of those mm -hmm. things if they if you choose to of course uh, and then they can come in and say, okay, just like a, a game, if you're going to play football, you want to know, you know, all the different rules and what you can and can't do and all the, the tricks and, and anything you can do to make this be a faster game, more efficient, so you can get a higher score, right? I.e. a better profit. So if you're not sharing those play-by-play -play options and things you're learning as the leader with your team, how do you expect your team to know what to do, where, where to turn, when to duck, when to, you know, when, when to whatever like how, how do they know how to play the game if they don't have all the pieces for it so by opening things up like that you're going to find a much more open dialogue now if you have a large company we're not talking about every single person involved mm -hmm. but you want to make sure at least your managers or your main people are involved they understand what's happening the ins and outs of things so that they can make great decisions because they understand what it costs to run a project like this what happens when they go over their time how much it eats into the profit how much next time Jesse has to make sure he adds an extra 20 hours into that project because last time there's no way in hell we could have done it for that. Or next time maybe you're 20 hours under and you're like, holy crap, we made great money in that project. How can we get more clients like yeah. that? Or how do we bring that back a little bit so that we're in our lines? Like, so everything's good. You know, the goal of any business is to make as much money as possible, but you have to add the value. It's not about taking, it's about giving. So if the more value you give, the more you can ask and demand of your, of your pricing. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're about their bidding. But I love that you're seeing that mm -hmm. that option to open up to your your uh, employees because they're really going to benefit. And so will you long term, especially if you give them the autonomy to make decisions in the field and want to be inside, you know, working on building the business. Yeah, I see myself as just as we're a team. We're one big team. Yeah. And uh, as a team, we have to, you know, set a goal for ourselves and achieve it, you know, um, it's no longer just me, you know, being a dictator. You do that, you do this, you do that. Uh, don't do it this way, do it this way. No, no, no. I, I, it's, that's a mistake that I've been doing for years and it doesn't even work. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what winter might, how winter might be different for you this year. 
So it's a, a new new thing. Uh, I've been working winter for I don't know how many years, uh, longer than my than my business. Um, uh, I'm taking off. I'm not going to be on. We're still we're still working as a company, um, but I'm not going to be working in it. Um, Elliot. When you say in it, like what, when you say winter work, like what were you doing snow mostly plowing. that you won't be doing so now? We do okay, got snow it. plowing. It was mainly a lot of commercial accounts, um, mm-hmm. even just salting, you know, sometimes, you know, there would be a little dusting or something. We have zero tolerance sites and we would go out there and in the middle of the night, get the skidster ready, warmed up, get the scoop of salt and put it in, you know, on the truck and in the bed mm-hmm. and go, you know, do that for some, for some time. And it's just uh time consuming. And I would do that because I was like, I don't want to wake up the guys. I'll just do it myself, you know, or I didn't want to spend the extra money to do that. And uh, I said, you know, fuck it. Um, I'm not going to do that anymore. And Elliot's been wanting to, uh, he's been actually like a lead uh, sidewalk crew guy. And um, now <laughs> But I let him, I let him know that, and uh, he was practicing here and there last year with a snowplow, and I have full confidence this year that uh, uh, he'll be uh, that he's able to take control and uh, do the plowing for me and doing the salting or manage the other guys. That um, I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and make all these phone calls. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, not wanting to show up or not picking up their phone and. Um, but I, you know, I'll be there for him. You know, I know it's going to be a learning curve and I'll be there. Um, but I just want to, you know, give more, more responsibility to him that he wants. I asked him mm-hmm. and he wants it. So yeah. now he gets to know how I proof. feel. <laughs> or felt yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I love it, dude. That's, that's uh leadership at one-on-one is to take that. Cause dude, I'm telling you right now from experience over and over and over, and I've got scars to prove it. The first few weeks are always bumpy mm-hmm. and that's, that's where you're being tested. God's testing you at that point. And he's saying, okay, well, do you have the nerve to handle this? Do you, are you, are you, you know, mentally capable of handling something very different? Cause it's easier when you're controlling that truck and you're driving it and you're filling those salters and you're spreading and you're doing it because you can control yourself a little bit more, but having to trust others and then control from a distance and not the control side where you're on every little detail, but having to manage is a better word. Um, you know, over top of that, it's, it's a different skill set, isn't it? So that's going to be something you're going to have to develop as you move forward. But it's the biggest thing is you have your team involved and it didn't sound like you had to bribe them to do it. It mm-hmm. sounds like they took over pretty, uh, pretty much by themselves. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. I just asked him and he's like, hell yeah, I want to do that. He already knew, like, it felt like he already knew the question. And he was running yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have to say anything else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So good. So good. So Jesse, I really appreciate our conversation as always. And hope the listeners learned something today about transitioning out of the owner in the field into the uh, owner that's working on their business, you know, at a distance and making that transition is huge. And Jesse's doing that beautifully right now. I'm so proud of what he's doing. And uh, so Jesse, if somebody wants to reach out to you to, to ask you questions about how you're making the transition from the lawn care and snow into, well, not doing that personally anymore. And then also design build where you have teams that are, that are, you're building that are doing that for you. How can they reach out to you? Oh, they could, uh, they could uh, find me on my Facebook, even though I know there's a billion Jesse Gonzalez's. I'm the most handsome one out there, by the way. No, I'm just joking. No. 
Um, <laughs> I'm on it. some of the Facebook groups and stuff. Um, I don't know exact, you know, profile number or anything like that, but, uh, oh, what about an email address? Email address? You yeah. You could reach me at, yeah. uh, Jesse G at new Cool. That sounds awesome. So yeah, anybody out there listening that's curious about how he's making that transition after being in 13 years in the business, uh, reach out to him. And uh, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk to you about what he's learned and help you grow as well, because that's what it's about. It's constantly helping each other light somebody else's fire, and then they can light somebody else's fire, and the entire industry grows that way and becomes a much more beautiful place to be and to grow and to you know, to do all this. We don't do all this just for money. We do it for the ability to provide a better lives for our families mm-hmm. and to know that we left a lasting impact in this world and that we actually matter, right? So we, we get to do it in the most amazing way with nature and creating spaces that people can enjoy and families can enjoy for generations to come. And, you know, every day it's a blessing and a privilege to be part of this. So Jesse, do you have anything else that you want to bestow on our listeners before we wrap up here? No, I, the big thing is, uh, you know, you could, you know, reach out to me or anybody else. Like I know everyone's willing to help now, you know, and I never had that. And for me to help someone, especially if they're starting out or have any issues, you know, um, I'll be glad to share some of my, my experiences with you and, um, you know, create a, a friendship and some networking and, you know, and help each other out. I love it. I love it, brother. As always, thank you for your time and, and thank you uh, listeners for listening in here on Jesse's, uh, his journey. And, uh, you know, from now on, we're going to be bringing on even more people like Jesse that have, you know, real life stories in the trenches out there, uh, in the world of outdoor living that they either made the transition from lawn care and outdoor living or they're uh, in outdoor living, whatever it might be, but they're going to be coming on the show in order to share their struggles and what they've learned so far throughout. So hopefully you can you know, fast track your business to go faster. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about design. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about all of those things in order to make sure that you're well-rounded enough to go out there and absolutely give your clients the very best solution that you can possibly do it and make the most money possible because the more money you make, the more impact you can have in this world. So thanks again for listening. Jesse, appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace out.